Welcome to Understanding the Bible with Pastor Stephen. This is episode 40, continuing on with the armor of God, and today we're discussing army boots. Ephesians 6, starting in verse 13, says, Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness. And then verse 15 and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So first thing is the word preparation there. It comes from the word, the Greek word, heteomasia, which means literally preparation. Uh, it's used in context in other places to prepare or to make ready. Think about a soldier's shoes back in that day, the Roman centurions, the leather sandals that they wore. Uh, they were very sturdy. They weren't just cheap flip-flops okay they were sandals that were strapped on and they on the bottom on the soles they had thick rubber soles and they had small cleats for gripping it allowed them in battle to have a firm foundation on the ground as they were fighting and it gave them the ability to march and fight over different types of terrain whether it was rocky or sandy or full of brush and thorns their feet were protected and for a soldier being able to move is vitally important. Getting to the battle and then fighting. If your foot gets hurt and you can't walk properly or you can't have a firm foundation when you fight, you're going to get left behind or you're going to die. So the footwear was very important for the soldiers. First of all, let's talk about what is the gospel of peace. We must understand the gospel of peace. The word gospel means literally good news or good message. This is whenever we hear the word gospel, this is what is used in the New Testament. We'll look at a few verses that use that word. Matthew 4:23, it says, and Jesus went about all Galilee teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. So there you have the gospel of the kingdom, right? And that's the kingdom of God. If you look at the words, whenever he talks about it, all the parables and things that he speaks about, he is speaking about spiritual things when God rules the world. And then also he's speaking about the kingdom of heaven. So this gospel or good news is basically, as Jesus is teaching here, it is the spiritual news that God loves you and has a place for you. Mark 1.1 says the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. So we have the good news of Jesus Christ. And here's where the rubber meets the road when it comes to what is the gospel of peace. Romans 1.16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. Paul, when he wrote this, said up front at the very beginning of the book of Romans, he is not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. That is the good news. It is the power of God to salvation. That's the gospel of peace, salvation. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus Christ dying on the cross paid for our sins, and anyone who chooses to believe that will have everlasting life. 
because God loves us. That's the gospel of peace. And then keep in mind also, it's the promise of future peace. Uh, If you look at prophecy and what's to come in the future in the kingdom of God, when God actually rules on the throne here on earth for a thousand years in the book of Revelations, and then after that, when there's a new heaven and a new earth, and God rules the universe for all time. Isaiah 2, verse 2 through 4 says, Now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow to it. Many people shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways, and we shall walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. This is, again, referring to when Jesus is sitting on the throne in Jerusalem, right? He shall judge between the nations and rebuke many people. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation. Neither shall they learn war anymore. So it's also a reference to the future, looking for peace in the future as well. Not just peace because you are saved and going to heaven but also literal physical peace as opposed to that spiritual peace. Having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace is viewed in two different ways. The first way that some people have viewed it is that because you are prepared with the gospel of peace, you're now prepared to fight in this spiritual war. As we discussed earlier about the soldiers putting on the, uh, the footwear that they had, those sandals, being able to fight because now, now you are ready to run, to charge into battle, to have a firm foundation no matter where you are when you're swinging that sword and fighting the enemy, right? So because of the gospel of peace, now you have peace with God. You have the peace of God, which passes all understanding. Now you're able to then fight and pick up the sword have the belt of truth, charge into battle, and have the shield of faith to defend you. So some people view the preparation of the gospel of peace as you have the gospel of peace, and so now you can fight. Now, the Bible's not clear on whether it means that or the second one. So I'm going with the second one, is that now you are prepared to share the gospel of peace or to spread it by walking around and telling people first Peter three 15 says, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is within you with meekness and fear. So we must be ready to give an answer to anyone that asks us why we have hope and peace. Romans 10 13 says for who Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And then verse 15, And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. All right, so this again is Paul in Romans telling us that the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace are beautiful. It seems very clear. He wrote Ephesians chapter six as well. It seems very clear that he is referring to the fact that when you preach the gospel of peace, 
you are doing God's will and that it is important to spread it, to talk to people. So let's look at uh, Luke 10 verse 2. This is Jesus talking. Therefore said he unto them, the harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. Go your ways. Behold, I send you forth as lambs among wolves. Carry neither purse nor script nor shoes and salute no man by the way. And into whatsoever house you enter, first say, Peace be to this house. And if the son of peace be there, your peace shall rest upon it. If not, it shall turn to you again. And in the same house remain, eating and drinking such things as they give, for the laborer is worthy of his hire. Go not from house to house. So he's saying, stay there, preach to people from there, sleep there, eat there, if people are willing to take you in, right? And the whole point is God is sending us forth and we are supposed to walk out into this world and talk to people about God. And then verse 8, And into whatsoever city you enter and they receive you, eat such things as are set before you and heal the sick that are therein and say unto them, the kingdom of God is come nigh unto you. So again, God is sending us into the world to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Remember what we said when we first went over uh, Ephesians chapter six and the spiritual warfare, this battle we are fighting. Our goal as soldiers is to win people to Jesus Christ to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ so they can choose God and Jesus can save them from the pits of hell. This is no joke. This is about eternal life here. So when he talks about having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, we use our feet to walk. We need a firm foundation with our feet when we fight. You can look at this twofold. You need a firm foundation in the knowledge of the gospel of Jesus Christ so that you can fight our enemies, the devil and his minions, right? And two, you need to be going out into the world to spread the gospel of peace. Remember the great commission that Jesus gave before he went back into heaven, Matthew 28, 19 and 20. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. In conclusion, it doesn't matter where we walk, where we live, where we go. We do have victory in Jesus. He is with us. Psalm 23, a Psalm of David, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparedest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. It doesn't matter if we're in the valley of the shadow of death. I will not fear any evil, for God is with us. God is leading us. And as we walk amongst our enemies, we have peace that passes all understanding. We know that God has prepared a place for us and that we will dwell with him forever. That's the gospel of peace.
Next week, we're going to cover verse 16, Ephesians 6, 16. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. So until next time, may God bless you.